Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Traveling Image Makers Podcast. Our guest this week is Robin Young, a medical doctor from Singapore. Robin caught the photography bug once when traveling to Venice. He has since developed an impressive portfolio of travel images, mostly portraits of people in traditional costumes, and published a few books with his photos. Robin is an avid traveler who visits almost 20 destinations every year, but surprisingly doesn't even own a camera. Now I know that I've picked your curiosity, so let's listen to my interview with Robin Young. So I would mm-hmm. like to welcome my guest, Robin Young, from uh, Singapore. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yes. Good. What, what time? Yeah. What time is it there? Um, it's about eleven p.m. right now. It's yes. A, yeah. So th- thanks for yes. being with us. I know no it's, problem. It's, it's pretty late, but uh, mm-hmm. we have to take time zone differences into account. So yes. uh, <laughs> th- tell us a bit about, about you, about your uh, career as a photographer and uh, how would oh, you okay. define yourself? I'm not a full-time photographer. I'm a full-time doctor, but I travel very, very frequently, about 18 times a year overseas. And I like to do travel photography, um, mainly more portraits of people rather than scenery or wildlife. And I just started doing this about two years ago, so not very long. And um, yeah, that's about me. My I usually spend most of my time living in Singapore and Australia. And my most frequent trips are to Cambodia, Japan, um, France, and of course, Venice. Yeah. Would you say that... For you, what what came first, photography or travel? Was uh, photography a way to to document your travels, or did you pick up travel as a specialty for your photography? No, actually, travel came first, and um, how I really went um, into photography was really because of uh, travel. You see, what started out was. Um, Of course, uh, my dream was to visit many places and see many interesting things. So um, there was one time I went to Venice with one of my colleagues, medical colleagues. Um, He's been to Venice a few times, so he brought me there. It was during December. So I remember seeing pictures of Venice with the Mars models. But of course, when I went there during December, there was no Mars models around. And um, I felt a bit odd. So I started asking everyone in Venice, where do I see these Mars models and all that sort of thing. Nobody could tell me uh, where to see them. They only know that during Carnival, if you're lucky, you can see them. And, of course, nobody knew who was behind the mask and all that sort of thing. 
So I went home not very happy, feeling something was um, a little bit missing in the trip. And then I started uh, Googling on the internet to see if there's any tours to see these mass models. And of course, there was none. Then finally, I thought maybe there's a photography workshop, you know. And even if these ones are not real, they are just there for photography, like made up during the workshop. I suppose it's um, good enough to go to one. So I googled Venice um, photo workshops carnival, and sure enough, um, a few of them came out. But all of them were sold out. So um, that was, I think, last year. So I thought, never mind, I'll be a little bit thick-skinned and uh, start some emailing and see if they would um, take an additional person. So um, the first one I emailed, Jim Zuckerman, actually wrote back within five to ten minutes. So I communicated with Jim and I told him the, my situation. I said, um, I'm a doctor and um, it's hard for me to get leave. That's why it's so late and all that sort of thing. And he said, okay, he can take one more. And uh, so um, I paid up everything and I went. And then I said, uh, Jim, he says, what is it? I said, there is one more problem. I said, I don't have a camera. It's a point and shoot. It's not one of those DSLRs that you have. Um, and Jim said, never mind. You know, you just come along and we see what we can do. So I came to Venice and of course, you know, um, it's a photographer's paradise during Carnival. And I only had two point and shoot cameras, the ones that ladies carry in their handbags. And then of course, you know, um, there are many, many photographers. The ratio for one model can be to about 30 or even 50 photographers at San Marco Square in the morning, that sort of thing. But I was supposed, you know, I think I was quite lucky um, I met a few models who gave me um, plenty of time, you know, um, even though I had very, very small cameras and all that sort of things. And one or two of them actually taught me how to photograph them. So I began to get really interested. And um, this year, of course, I came back to Venice um, with a much bigger camera that I borrowed, a DSLR, I think. Canon 5D Mark III, and then I think I got a little bit better results. So next year, again, I'm going back to Venice for the carnival. Yeah, so that's how I really started it. But, um, you so know, this, carnival... This will be yes. your, this year it will be your third time in Venice. 2016 will be third carnival in Venice. Yeah, so... Um, but you know, carnival in Venice is only once a year. Yeah. Just so for for, yeah. for those who don't know, you might be in, in yeah. the same situation you were two years ago when you didn't know anything about it. It's, yes. Uh, it's a, it's a period of time. It's uh, the main yes. celebrations last I think about two weeks. Yes. And, uh, the day of carnival changes every year. Uh, yes. Being based on uh, religious festivities and the lunar calendar, and it's. Uh, you can find online the. I think the the 
The final day of celebrations this year will be the, the Mardi Gras on February 9, if I'm correct. Yes, yes, I think so, yeah. So, um, and then I think I need to um, not waste everybody's time. So I need to practice um, on phot my photography, on um, portraits, on people. And I think that uh, when you do photography on people, it's very different if you photograph somebody in their work clothes or when they are at play compared to somebody when they are in their costumes. The pose is different, you, you know, their moods are different. So I thought, you know, um, what is that called? When, when I travel, I try to see if I can find people in their traditional costumes and photograph them. So that's how I became much more active in photography. Um, and the times when I'm not in Venice, I try to do them in Cambodia, Thailand or Japan, where um, I was very, very lucky again to be able to get some uh, models. Um, again, I got to know these people really quite well. So every time I go, it's um, the same models, but of course they have different costumes, that sort of things. Um, and most of the time, I or even all of the time, I didn't select the costumes. They chose it themselves. Um, so it's very interesting. So as you said, the the Carnival of Venice can be a heaven for photographers, but in a way, it yes. can also be a bit of a hell because there are so many photographers, and the ratio to from photographers to uh, models can be like thirty to one at some times during the day, and so on. Do, do you manage to get some private time for with models? Oh yes, yes. I, I I'm really, really one of the very lucky ones that um, the models. They like my work and probably they find that um, I can get along with them despite me not being able to speak French or Italian. Um, I can speak very, very little German. But the thing is that most of these models are sort of middle-aged to elderly ladies, you know, from France and all that, uh, other European countries, even Russia. And English is not their main language, so most of them can't speak English. Um, and despite that, we get along really well. Um, you know, we use Google Translate and message each other on Facebook or emails. And we know that if there is something rude come out, none of us would really mean it. And it's a wrong translation. And we just type, I don't understand that sort of thing, you know. So it's... um. It's very fun, and um, some of them have invited me to France to photograph them in their um, native countries where they wear all these um, Venetian costumes that they've made themselves. So, so what would you suggest to somebody who wants to create a relationship between the, the photographer and the model? Um, is, is there a... I know those models, the, the people that wear costumes during the carnival, they are mm -hmm. really willing to have their photographs taken and to mm -hmm. have their photographs shared with them. So I think that's the, mm -hmm. that's the important part, right? Yes. So you're, you're not just going there to, to take photos for yourself or publishing them on, on your website. It's important that you that you share your photographs with them. You, you trade business cards so you can later... Uh, 
sensitive uh, subjects. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I think it is very important that um, when we are making photographs, it has to be both ways. Um, for them, they want the photographs. For me, I want to give them the photographs. Um, my aim is to make the most beautiful photo for them. That, that's what I try to do. Um, and the thing is that um, we usually email them the photographs. Um, well, it takes a long time for me to process the photos because I am quite computer illiterate. You see, there's a few things very, very particular about me. I don't own a camera. I keep borrowing them from friends and relatives. Um, I haven't found which camera suits me best and all that sort of thing. And when I edit my photos, it's all on the iPad. I have no idea how to use Lightroom or Photoshop on my desktop computer. And I don't have the time as a doctor to do that as well. So it's all the five minutes um, iPad thing. And sometimes within a few months, I can print some photographs. But the thing is that in Singapore, it's very difficult to get a photo developer. So, you know, again, I don't have time to go there every day to print. So I consolidate them. And then I thought, you know, mm. if I do a book, maybe it's cheaper. So, okay, it is cheaper, but the thing is that when I do a book, I do a very thick one. So the cost is about maybe 200 US dollars a book. And then, you know, I'm quite lucky. I got a few arts patrons who like my work. So they sponsor some money. And, you know, I nowadays I publish through Blurb. Previously, it was under Partridge, but I thought Blurb might have more control over what I do. And um, I get to send the models the book, which is really a great surprise for the models. You know, instead of opening up the envelope and find a, a photo or two, you find a book. You see, yeah. so um, I, I think I want to give back to the models um, a little bit of things, and um, you know, uh, it's pretty different in Venice. Like they, they in France, Venice, they, they they like the photos, they like the book. Um, that's something for Cambodia, you know, the models are basically um, unemployed people, you know, it's very difficult to get a job in Cambodia. Um, basically, it's another different story altogether. They treat me more like friends and some of them really like the photos, but I know some of them are just happy to come out and have a meal and all that sort of thing. Because going to a restaurant, you know, and just having a meal, it's a big thing for them. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very different how I organize things all together. Um, I mean, the Cambodian people, um, they don't really look forward to books. You know, probably it's difficult to keep them in that sort of environment. Photos, maybe, yes, but you know, Meals, they are very, very happy. So, you know, um, yeah, so so that's the thing. So your main creative outlet, you, you would say it's publishing books? Well, maybe it's make, yeah, yeah, yeah. Publishing books and making photos, yes. Yes, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the mm -hmm. way that, the best way that people, uh, mm. I mean, the main way you distribute your photos, you make them. Yes, no, it, it, it's people book through, and through books and through books and basically um, at this moment in time, it's on my my main thing is only 
the models, like to give back to the models um, and having a good time when we do the photos. I, I think that's most important. I think you, you also have your books on sale on Amazon. And, uh, oh, yes, yes. That, that, it, you, yes. That, that's probably not uh, for, for people who are listening, might thinking that, oh, I will do a book of great photos and my travels, put them on Blurb or or Amazon and so on, and I will make money to, to pay my trips and my equipment and so on. And it, it doesn't really work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. I think if you're thinking about money, um, it's very difficult because if you can Google the sales, 99% of the books don't make money. Maybe, you know, every 1,000 book, there's a Harry Potter that sells, you know, millions, but otherwise most of them lose money. Um, the thing is that um, the first two books that I did with the other publisher, they didn't even give me much. I think the first book, Beginning in Venice, they gave me $100. But, you know, I put in $10,000. So, you know, it's a big loss uh, on money terms. But the thing is that um, I think quite a few people enjoyed the book. And that's when I, I got my, that's where I got my sponsor. And the second, third, and fourth book, I basically came out with zero dollars. And then I have about, you know, 10 to 20 copies each book to give to the models, which I think, you know, all I need to do is put in some time, which is reasonable anyway. Nothing in this world is for free. We need to put in some effort. So, but, you know, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, but, I know, do pretty yes. much the same. Mm -hmm. I do the occasional travel photo book, mostly. Do it for friends and family and so on. And, uh, yes, and not, because not, yeah, I put them on sale on Blurb. And, yeah, uh, for and, those people that just want extra copies and all that but, sort of thing, you know. Yeah, but, but the if thing I, is if that, I sell one mm -hmm. every few months, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there some somebody was asking me like how many books are there on Venice. I said, oh well, every year there is about ten on Blurb alone. You know, and maybe another one or two from another different publisher, but um, 10 on Blurb alone. Um, so, you know, that's the thing. Um, and all the 10 are very, very different. Okay, so uh, yes. speaking of um, changing topics a, a little bit, mm -hmm. um, I know that you like to, to travel light. So can yes. you tell us oh. a bit uh, about your, how do you pack for your travels? How you use your bags oh, organizing okay. suggestions or tips to give in in this respect to our audience? Oh yes, yes, yes. That's my my trademark of my travel. No matter how far I go, how long I go, I make it a point that I only carry one piece of hand luggage on board. No check-ins, and um, that's because you know I cannot. Uh, deal with the fact that you know if I lose my luggage or my luggage is delayed that sort of thing waiting at the airport filling up forms you know writing complaints calling airlines to find out where my baggage is and all that sort of thing I can't um, cope with that or the thing is that you know my baggage has been broken into and something stolen that sort of thing so I, it's only one baggage um, most of the time the airlines allow about 10 kilograms so that's why when I photograph, it's usually no flash because, you know, I don't carry too much equipment. The Canon 5D Mark III is um, moderately heavy. So maybe I bring, let's say, a fixed 50mm lens and a fixed 100mm lens that covers me for portraits. Um, 
if I'm a little bit itchy hand that I might bring a wide angle lens, but mm-hmm. that's about it. Um, no tripod. If I'm going, if I'm going, no tripod, definitely no tripod. If I'm going to a cold country, then the jacket I wear onto the plane. So that saves a bit of space in the luggage itself. Um, I don't bring things like shampoos and soap and all these sort of things because they are heavy, you know. Um, these things are quite cheap. If you stay in a better hotel, they're usually provided. Um, if you go to places like uh, Tokyo and Japan, you know, you stand, you, you walk on the street, somebody will give you all these sort of things. Their hands out, handouts, they are for free for everybody. So it's very, very easy. I don't bring stuff like that. Um, shoes, one pair would be enough, um, that sort of thing. And um, if my clothes get dirty, I will just pay a little bit of money to get them you know, clean, laundry, or, you know, in very hot countries like Cambodia and all that sort of thing, T-shirts are so cheap, maybe about three or four US dollars, you know, and, you know, that's how I I, um, survive, you see. Um, Coming back or during the trip, I try not to buy bulky souvenirs and all that sort of things as well, you know. just to save on the luggage space because I, I can't check in the cameras and all that sort of thing. If they get damaged, number one, they are not mine. I will feel very, very bad, that sort of thing. Yeah. So um, I know some people, mm-hmm. if they travel with a, with a jacket, they would sometimes stuff lenses in their pockets. because they I never not, do that as well. We yeah. not count towards the, the 10 kilo limit. Yes, yes. But I, I, I do not do that. Uh, it goes into the luggage. And I travel with my iPad. I do not have a laptop or anything like that because laptops are um, heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, yeah, the other thing I would have in my bag is a charger for the you know adapter, charger for the camera and the iPhone, that sort of thing. Yes. And uh, so just so people they know, Venice in February can be really cold. So. You need yes. to bring a jacket and a sweater. Yes, and just one jacket, waterproof. I think that's basically uh, enough. Yeah. So you don't bring yes. uh, wellies or boots for when we have uh, high water in Venice. You can find. I wear I wear a pair of boots when I travel to Venice because I'm afraid of the floods or high mm-hmm. waters. But I was quite lucky. I never got them actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah all the three times even in december and the two carnival i never got them so hopefully i will remain uh, very lucky in 2016 let, let, let's see it's, uh, you, you yeah. can never predict when yeah. there will be water, so. <laughs> yes so. winter can be a, a bit wet in, in Venice. i heard that as well yeah <laughs> did you ever think about doing photo workshops to, to somehow uh, support your travel addiction no no. Um, it's very simple. Um, number one, um, money making is never really on my mind. Um, number two, um, I, uh, my t- I, I can do fairly nice pictures, but um, I don't see myself as a teacher. My theory is not good at all. I can't tell you, oh, this 
you know, dark environment, you put a flash here, you, you do that, you set your ISO to, you know, like 300 or, or you know, 1000, that sort of thing. I, I can never do that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I can never say, oh, use this lens, use that lens, that sort of thing. I'm not familiar with the Nikon. I've never used it before. I can never handle a class of, let's say, even three or four people and all that sort of thing. So I think it's very, very unfair to students. Um I am happy, like, uh, to assist in a photo workshop. Like, you know, um, I've done it a few times. Like, certain photographers say, oh, I can't get a model, you know, and I've got students, you know, I'm in a little bit of a fix, you know, can you help me? Um, you know, the location that I used last year, you know, this year they wouldn't allow me in. Do you know of any places where I can photograph or bring the students to? Then I say, oh, well, yes, you know, this place, you know, at this time, that sort of thing. You know, I'm happy to help out, you know, um, for things like that. You know, I'm happy to match the models for your locations and bring the models to you. But that's as far as... Um, I go, I do it for friends and all that sort of thing, you know. And sometimes people say, oh, in Cambodia, um, if I'm to do a workshop, can you give me your contacts of the models and all that sort of thing? Oh, I say, yes, yes, yes. So, you know, you call this number and all that sort of thing. And then I said, you know, I can email that person beforehand. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, so but, you're, um, you're, the, you're a true amateur in the, in the best sense of the world as somebody who is... Uh, loves uh, doing what the photography and he does photography for the love of it mm -hmm. yes i think so <laughs> <laughs> and you do you do great work i mean i'm impressed by thank what you you were <laughs> able to to achieve in, in such a short time it's it's really impressive and i would uh, we will uh, mention your your website and so on for so people can go Yes, it's a it's a very novice sort of website at the moment. I am looking at combining all the things. I mean, the Robin Young Books website is done by the first publisher, so you know the blurb one is on its own thing, and you know I'm just trying to work out something to combine everything together. Yeah, but um, th that's it. I, I mean, I I don't know when it will be done. Hopefully soon, within the next one month or two. But you know. <laughs> Um, with all these computer things that I'm not very, very familiar with, sometimes, you know, I don't know how long I will take. Yep. Do you, do you have any recommendations for uh, hotels in general? And uh, would, would you always try to find a nice hotel? Or uh, it depends on the destination. Uh, some, some places have better accommodations. So how do you go about finding the, the places where you're going to stay? Ah, uh, okay, that's easy. Um, well, it all depends on everybody's budget and taste, of course. You know, of course, for those people that are very well off, you know, with money, of course, you can select the best and everything. Um, but um, for those people that are not so well off, um, I normally say that for the very developed countries, like um, or places like in Venice, you know, France, Two-star hotel, three-star hotel, even in Japan, can be very, very good. You know, rooms are clean, um, toilets are good, that sort of thing. And some of these two-star, three-star hotels have very, very good locations in the city centre. And they are very safe. But the thing is, for the very, very rural ones, like rural China, um, you know, 
certain parts of Cambodia, that sort of thing. A five-star hotel may not really be a five-star hotel. You have to minus one star. So it may only be a four-star or three-and-a-half-star. And the really, really lousy ones are really bad. So, you know, they can be dirty. Toilets can be non-existent, that sort of thing. So my advice is for the very, very rural ones, try to get the better ones because you don't want to fall sick during your trip. You don't want to get robbed. You don't want to get things stolen or end up with um, some illness, you know, like uh, diarrhea, which is bad enough to make your trip um, lousy or will still catch some infectious disease when you go home, you know, which can, you know, some of them, you know, may just be bed bugs and all that sort of thing, scabies, which is irritable. But the thing is that you don't really want to get bitten by things like mosquitoes and catch malaria when you go home and, you know, chalk up a high medical bill or worse still, you know, stay sick in bed for a long, long time. So um, in places like um, Cambodia, Thailand, Indonesia, even Singapore, you know, things like typhoid can be quite common. Hepatitis, that sort of thing, which um, never really cross many people's minds, you see. So um, yeah, I would say for the more difficult countries, you know, um, go for the better hotels. Yeah, yes. these are things that never cross our minds when we, when we travel across Europe. It's... Uh... Yes, because you, you don't worry you, you, you about, uh, yes, you don't worry about most things, yeah. and um, yes. and so so you would say that the main recommendation is to stay safe and healthy. Otherwise, uh, it's very hard I to take good so. photos when you're sick. Yes, and the thing is that safety and health are the most important ones. Um, you don't want to get into any accidents and all that sort of things. You know, um, did, photos did you if you any, can't get ever have yeah? any bad experience experiences with locals being robbed or uh, bad encounters? Actually, not really. I mean, um, my worst experience was, um, you know, somebody <laughs> um, conned me into going to a very expensive or overpriced restaurant in Tokyo, of all places, when that was supposed to be my, one of my most familiar destinations. <laughs> Um, you know, so, but other than that, nothing really much has happened. So I've been very, very careful. Um, I try not to stay out late um, as a single person at night if I travel. I prefer to travel in um, groups or have companions when I travel. I mean, you may go to a place as a one single person, but, you know, if you have friends meeting you at that place, it's uh, much safer and it's better. Yeah, of course it is. So, yeah, I, I would like to thank you for, for, for this conversation. It was really, really uh, interesting. Lots of uh, useful information, I think, for our audience. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Mm, not really. Yeah, I just yeah hope that everybody enjoyed their photos and... Uh, I like to see everybody's work as well because every time before I go to a destination, I always look on Google or Instagram and see what pictures other people have taken. So it gives me, you know, good ideas on where to go, you know, or what sort of pictures to take, that sort of things. And, yes, um, and it gives me like ideas on what to do during the trip or what to eat and all that sort of thing. So I really like to see other people's um, travel photos and um, travel books as well. 
um, I know they're expensive to buy and expensive to make. I do buy people's um, travel books um, uh, quite often. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I get them, I order them on Amazon or something like that. It's basically so that, you know, um, one way to basically, um, how to say, um, learn to do good photos is that you have to see many good photos, then you recognize, you know, the angles, that sort of thing. So uh, at least that's how I learn. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And so we will put up uh, links to your website and various social media oh, yes. presences Thank you. On, the, on the show notes. But for people who might only be listening to the audio version, do you have just one, uh, one main address that people can go to to find about you? Okay, wonderful. Thank you for inviting me tonight. Uh, no, I was asking, do you have any mm, uh, website, that main website that oh. people can go to find about you? At the moment, not really. The Robin Young, www.robinyoungbooks.com is by the first publisher, Partridge um, Penguin, which mm-hmm. you can go and look at. Um, on yeah, Instagram, it's... Yeah. Um, Robin338. Um, on Facebook, you have Robin Young Photography or Robin Young. Most of my posts are made public so everybody can see the photos, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think these are the main sites. If you search on blurb.com under Robin Young, you can see some of my later works as well. So okay. these are the websites that you, you can have a look at my, my some of my works, yes. That, that, that'd be perfect. And as I said, we will uh, put links on, mm-hmm. on the show notes and everything. Yes. And, and finally, I, I hope we can maybe... Uh, see each other face to face in Venice this year. I don't know. Oh I'm yes, not, yes. For me, it's really a, a close trip. Uh, it's just about yes. uh, less than three hours away. So maybe ah. we'll have the ah. chance to meet face to face. Yes, and, yes, yes. I really envy that. For else. me, it's fifteen hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so thanks okay. again for for being Thank with us you. tonight, and uh, take care. All the best for your. Uh, you or, or for your upcoming trips okay thank you for cheers. inviting me once again yes bye. cheers bye bye